All right, Offsiders, welcome to episode eight of Offside Talk. I'm your host, Nims. I'm with my co-host, Fats. How are you going, Fats? You know what? I'm not good today <laughs> on the basis that it is international week. There's yeah. no games. There's no nothing. I know the Euros are on, but it's not enough. No, I agree with you. Um, it's been you know hard to post anything on our social media this week because you're only just coming off rumours and injuries. It's not really positive stuff. Rumours, FIFA's ratings coming out. But other than that, it's just been the Euros. Nothing else major happening in the football world. Yeah. Uh, we've also got um, our guest host today, JJ, who's back for a second week in a row. How are you going, JJ? I'm good. I'm really looking forward to um, checking the results of Djibouti <laughs> and Botswana. Yeah, no offense to those people who are from those countries, but I mean, never heard of them before. Uh, before we start our podcast, I'd like to remind you guys of the competition that we are running. You still have three more days, so we will draw the winner on Friday and we'll let those people know via social media. Um, so just a reminder that we are running a competition and we're giving away two copies of FIFA 20. Uh, to win or to be eligible to win, you need to, first of all, like our Facebook page and you need to comment the names of the people who you would absolutely destroy in FIFA 20. Uh, we will do a fair uh, way to draw this. Uh, we'll pull names out of a bucket uh, and we'll let people know by Saturday uh, the winners. We ready to start the show, guys? Yeah, I'm all good. Uh, let's let's start this. All right, man. The first game I want to talk about is obviously the big one, the big player himself, Kevin De Bruyne. Now, Belgium won 4-0 away at Scotland, but Kevin De Bruyne, three assists and a goal. Um, is this guy the best player in the Premier League at the moment? Or I don't think there's anyone close to him at the moment. Um, I'd have to agree with you, Fats. Uh, anybody running the centre mid like him, the midfield like him, I don't think so. Um, we'll talk a little bit about him in a, in a minute as well when we talk about our first 11, but this guy's on fire. He's, he's, he's absolutely killing it at the moment. I mean, his move in the midfield, his move attacking-wise and defensively, orchestrating the midfield, his delivery, his goals, I, th- I think this guy's got it all at the moment. Yeah, I don't see anyone uh, that's better than him at the moment. I think he, the way he controls that midfield is is on another level. Him and uh, probably is probably as good as David Silva. Yeah, I, I think with David Silva becoming a bit older, Kevin De Bruyne not only stepped up, but I think he's going to outrank him at the and moment. I think Silva's mentoring him a lot as well. Yeah, you can you can see it maybe with especially with the way Kevin De Bruyne's passing, the way he's crossing. I mean, David Silva did end up learning from the best in the Spanish national team. He had Iniesta and Xavi, and now passing that on to someone who can score screamers like Kevin De Bruyne can. Now, is this guy is this guy the main player, you reckon, to lead Belgium to a title, to a massive title? Now, they did make um, – they actually progressed very well in the World Cup. They're progressing very well in the Euros. Is Would you rank him above Eden Hazard? Because Eden Hazard would be the captain at the moment. Um, I don't think so. I think um, Eden Hazard is still the, the leader in that team. Uh, but then again, Belgium has a great squad regardless. It doesn't matter who who they pick. They could pick a B team and they still have a great squad. So, yeah. Yeah, they've really brought up some... They've really focused on the future. I think they've sort of taken one out of Spain's book and said, okay, let's focus on the future at the moment rather than trying to win a comp with 28, 27-year-olds that they had maybe five, six years ago. Now they've got 20, 23-year-olds all hitting their peak now, heading into Euros. 
they could be definite favourites. I, I think it's it's about time, Fats. We've been talking about Belgium for so long. Uh, I think it's about time that they lift the trophy and get a championship. I mean, if you can't do it in the prime of your time, it's going to be very – how long are they going to be bringing up players like this? I mean, we see countries go through phases uh, at the moment, and for a long time Belgium's been right up there. So it's about time that they, they win something. Yeah, and I think they're going to – they're going to be very, very heavy favourites to win this Euro. I mean, you got France, who are the World Cup champions, but with Belgium, a Belgium-France final, with the way France is playing as well, they're slowly starting to find their World Cup form. I know their group is with Turkey's group, and they are versing other teams such as Albania and Andorra and all that, but just the quality that they have, I reckon Belgium and France for me. Yeah, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. When we saw France in the World Cup, Early games, especially especially against Australia, you started to question if they could go all the way, but they just seem to get better and better with um, every game that went past, and we're seeing that in the Euros definitely. Okay, yeah, just um, going on about the um, the French national team when they were versing um, uh, Albania the, uh, during the national anthem uh, in the stadium in France, the the guy that's in charge of putting the national anthems up there put instead of putting the Albanian national anthem on, he put the Andorran national anthem on <laughs> that's a and big mistake there the Albanians were like what the hell's going on what the fuck's this and then anyway they didn't once the, once the anthem finished the Andorran um, national anthem finished everyone clouds whatnot, and the Albanians were like what the hell's going on they go we want we want our national anthem on, and then they went okay okay no worries. And the guy went on the speaker and was like, "Oh, we apologise to the Armenian national football team <laughs> for, for the mistake that we did." <laughs> do, you, do you think it would have been a bigger deal if this happened to the French? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. This would have been blown out of proportion. I mean, look, is it a mistake that's that you can do? Yes, but like, did this guy not know which country was visiting and like? Do you do no preparation before oh, the game? Don't, you don't do that on the big scale. And on top of that, you know, talking politically as well, the Albanians and the Armenians don't get along. So making that mistake, on top of that, putting a random national anthem from another random country, to be honest, they're, they're versing Andorra in a couple of days, I think, the French, in France anyway. That's mm-hmm. why they may have had that prepared and that's why the guy probably made the mistake. But then again, it's the, it's in the, it's in a, it's in a French stadium, a national stadium, they they barely make mistakes like this. I reckon it was to cause controversy. Oh, we've got conspiracy. Uh, conspiracy theory Consp- right there. Putting my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that man was later spotted this week uh, walking the streets homeless. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's lost his, he's lost his job. <laughs> um, but to sum it up, France did win 4-1. Quite a comfortable win for them. Um, they draw with Turkey and Iceland at the top of their table. Um, moving on to Germany, Fats. Yeah, Germany. Um, now... Before we get into their results, I just want to speak about Germany for a sec. Now, Germany, say, four years ago, five years ago, or just say six years ago, they were considered a a massive threat when the name Germany appeared. When you were versing Germany, you were expecting four or five nil drubbings. Now, this team... All the players have aged. Now, we touched base on this roughly... We talked about this with the Bundesliga, didn't we? With the Bundesliga. Now... It doesn't seem like they did a very good transition with bringing in the youth into that team. Now, they do have the youth. You still got Royce that's absolutely on fire for Dortmund. Okay, They have a few strikers. You have Warner that's coming up as well. I don't think that they gave him enough time to go, okay, we're going to slowly start 
take out Muller and we're going to start bringing in the youth. I think they just kept relying on it and then it just didn't work with the whole Ozil in the midfield and the whole team chemistry just sort of dropped. Mm-hmm. So do you think Germany's still a threat in football at the moment? Look, they, they definitely can be. You've got you, the likes of like Julian Brandt and stuff there. But um, you're right, they didn't transition as well as they probably should have. Uh, we've talked about this with the Bundesliga. Uh, even into their own domestic league, I don't think enough youth is being pumped into it. Uh, we seem to see players going back and forth between Bayern and um, and Dortmund. And a lot of English players now too. Yeah, so, and that's, this is what I was trying to say about Belgium. I mean, how long are you going to have this golden generation going through? Are they going to be able to transition year after year with youth coming into it? I mean, um, don't want to move the folks from Germany to Belgium here, but uh, you need to start winning stuff. At least Germany's got things to, you know, show. They've won a few World Cups from Euros. Um, They've definitely gone the miles, but you're definitely right. I think it could have been transitioned in a better way. Yeah, I reckon the change in manager is 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 required. I mean, you had Lowe in there for what was it, ten years, but they did manage to win a World Cup. They went heavily in the Euros. They managed to get through to the final. They lost to Spain, and when Spain was coming up with their golden generation, but I think I think it's a bit too late for Euros. Ah. Uh- can I ask you guys a question? So we, we often talk about how much politics are involved with the Turkish national team. Now, we're talking about a manager, Lowe, being in there for 10 years. Um, we can start to ask the questions of, is there no youth in Germany? I mean, me personally, I don't follow the Bundesliga that closely, but I'm thinking there has to be somebody young who can come and be injected into this team. Is this politics that, you know, certain players are being given game time over others? What do you guys think? I do think some players are being favoured. But um, at the end of the day, it's the German national squad. They'll, they'll come back bigger, bigger, better, and stronger. But um, I think they're going to have to go through a transition phase, and I think that's what they're going. That's where that's where they're about to head to. Yeah. Head off to. I reckon that that transition is heavily needed. You got like I'll use Özil as an example. Yes, he's he's a master with the ball. He's he, he's he knows how to put the ball to your feet. He knows where the attackers run. But we've seen him sometimes slip away during the high pressure games, which is what Germany does to their opponents is pile on pressure constantly we saw the 7-1 drubbing for brazil even at four five nil there was the pressure was still on now i think with the players becoming a bit older and sort of declining even in their leagues the pace has gone slower Mm. they've they've slowly started to lack in that creativity part of the ball would you say that um munich in in their league uh, in the bundesliga you reckon Bayern Munich kind of ruined um, uh, German football just by you know doing the monopoly um, effect in that league. I don't think it was a it was Bayern Munich because if you look at the players that they're buying, some of them aren't even German. You have Lewandowski who's Polish, they, but the players that they did end up buying is sort of relates to say Barcelona and Real Madrid. Now yeah. you do have two teams that are massive and they control majority of the national teams out there, but with Bayern Munich, it it it. They started to focus more on the international players, like bringing in Özil and bringing in um, I'm thinking, uh, Sadio, not Sadio Mane, the other Mane for Man City. Uh, Sane. That's Leroy his son. Sane. Leroy Sane, that's it. Now, he is out, but chucking him, that's, that, that's the type of players that they should be looking for. It's that type of youth. Now, Sane is, what, 23, 24 years old? Balance that out across the rest of the team. you you got a superstar of a squad. Now I'm going to put my uh, my tin foil hat back on. 
You reckon there's a bit of discrimination in the German national team as well? Is this referring to the whole Ozil Turkish thing? That that and also even even Leroy Sane being picked on as well. Yeah, look, I don't We're talking about transition, we're talking about Germany, we're talking about trying to get the best out of the team. You have a player that destroyed the Premier League. Exactly. From Man City. Now, this player is heavily missed for Guardiola, and I reckon as soon as he's fit, he's going to walk back into the team. Definitely. So a a team that's in transition for the national team, you have a superstar like that not getting picked. Whether it's a manager-player thing, whether it's a discrimination thing, I don't have my tinfoil hat on at the moment, (laughs) but I, I, I personally can't see why a player like that would be left out of that squad. For all my conspiracy theorists out there, please get to the bottom of this, let us know. Yes, let us know, please. And you can contact us on Instagram and Facebook about it. Or in jail. <laughs> AJ is going to be quick on to this one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Moving on, guys, before we get arrested. Uh, Netherlands beating Estonia away from home 4-0. Uh, look, I didn't watch this game, I'll be honest, but it's great to see Ryan Barbel scoring a couple of goals in that one, being a Galatasaray supporter. Um, he's, to be honest, he's started the season really well. Um, and it's good to see Netherlands still fighting up there. See, we're talking about transitions now. This is another team that's just going through it, but I think they're a lot more ahead of Germany at the moment. you got superstars like yeah. Van Dijk coming up. Yeah. You have the more the youthful team that's coming out rather than the Schneider or the Robin and stuff yeah. like that. I, so. feel like, I feel like even the, um, the, the senior players in that squad do help the, the, young, the young boys in the squad. Oh, yeah, 100%. So there's, there's kind of a camaraderie over there. Well, they won 4-0 away and then they also beat Germany 4-2. That's massive three points for them early on, this, um, early on last week, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I reckon Netherlands is slowly starting to become that team that they They're were. They're becoming a threat. Oh, yeah, 100%. And you, you have... You have a solid defense that you don't even have to worry about at the moment. You got Van Dyke and Delit. So you got two of them together, two learning off the best of each other. They're both playing in massive leagues. They're both versing massive massive teams. They're not going to be rocking up into the Netherlands squad and going, okay, we're worried about a player like Ronaldo when Delit is training with Ronaldo. So yeah, I reckon they focus on the attack. They're going to be sweet. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, chuck at Ohms at the moment and be like the only thing they are probably lacking in that squad is their attack because their defense is down pat, like you said. <laughs> Look, um, I, I probably would agree with you in this sense. I, I don't disagree with. Um, sorry, I, I do disagree with Ohms regarding majority of what he says, but um, attacking wise, yeah, I think I think they just might need to find that one youngster, one or two youngsters to just go. Okay. We got Van Dyke still. We got Delete. Let's let's slowly bring someone up and put him in. And I reckon, yeah, Netherlands should be fine from there. Yeah, I have to agree with you guys. Um, defense definitely overpowers the offense. But let me just throw in a question into the circle here: How integral is Ajax to this national team? When you look at all those players, I'm looking at a few of them now, and I've got Ajax written on the back of my mind. Can Ajax produce a striker? Can Ajax keep injecting young young players into this national squad? Look, over the course of football history, Ajax has produced talent over decades and decades and decades. So if you're telling me if, if Ajax can produce a striker, I think Ajax can produce another first eleven that's going to compete for the Champions League. Now, in in history, they went on to win Champions Leagues because they did that. Now, I think they're slowly trying to get back to those roots. But the only issue that I have with that, that type of Ajax team at the moment is... 
do you have the type of youngsters that are going to get guided and stay in the Dutch league? Now, back in the days, the Dutch league was massive because you had teams like Ajax winning the Champions League. You had PSV hitting the heights. But nowadays, it's like what we just saw in the current summer market. Now, Ajax lost three, four players straight off the bat because they produce talent, but the talent knows that the big leagues are, the Serie A, the Premier League, and those, even the La Liga. So they can produce a striker, whether from a guidance point of view, we're just going to have to wait and see that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think them staying in the Dutch league is all that important, to be honest. Um, when you're sending players away to clubs like Barcelona and Real Madrid and top teams, then I'm sh- I'm guessing that the guidance is going to be there for them. So from a national team point of view, I don't think it really matters that they're losing players, but I can see, I can understand where you're coming from about the domestic league. Thing. It's more of a chance. Now, how often do you see an 18-year-old getting a chance? A 19-year-old, especially in this day and yeah, age. We, so I and, agree. And Ajax is that team to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, whether someone comes down and says, okay, I want to pay 70 million because one player had a good off, uh, one, one player had a good season, that's uh, I, I, I don't know that. Uh, it's it's yeah. I, I I agree where you're coming from. This happens to a lot of Turkish players. We've even seen it with the likes of Coutinho. I mean, you're talking one of the best players in the Premier League gets to a team and he's not even he's he's not even given a chance at Barcelona. So, um, what chance do these youngsters have? Uh, so Fats, because we both, we all want to move away from the um, national team fixtures, Please. the international fixtures. Can you just go through the results for the week? Yeah, some of the other games that, for the major teams as well. Spain, 4-0 winners. I don't think that's a shock to anyone. Um, Finland, 2-1 winners away. Uh, sorry, not Finland. Italy, 2-1 winners away against Finland. Now, Puki scored another goal in that. Absolutely killing it in the yeah, Premier League. Puki. Um, Azerbaijan got a shock draw against Croatia and even scored two offside goals in that game. So um, that's a big point for them. Um, you have Cyprus winning 4-0 away against San Marino. It's not a big thing, but usually San Marino is copying 10, 15 goals, so I would say that's a bit of an improvement for them. Um, Russia, 1-0 again, three points to them, so I reckon that just summarizes 0-20-20 qualifiers for us. Yeah, and of course Portugal getting that win against Serbia 4-2, so that was a big game. Now let's move on to the big game that's coming out for the football world. you got FIFA 20. Now, some of the ratings came out. Actually, I think majority of the ratings did actually start to come out for the big players, I would say. And some, some players are actually not happy. Now, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Sancho, that plays for Dortmund, had a bit of a go at his passing. Now, FIFA actually came out and said, well, with 90 dribbling, why wouldn't you be happy with a 70-plus passing? And then is FIFA starting to become very political with these ratings where, to the point where the player themselves have to get involved? Uh, yeah, look, I can understand where FIFA's coming from as well. Um, they probably have an overall rating in their head. So you start to put things up and those ratings are going to start flying up. This is just coming from experience of when I used to create players and play around with their, their stats. I mean, where they give some, they've got to take some away, I guess. Um, but then again, isn't this supposed to reflect what they're like in real life? And that's that's what I was trying to get. Is it reflecting though? I don't think so. I think I think they're just going. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He does go around this fast. Oh yeah, his passing is just okay. And then if they've got probably a system there, if it's just okay, passing is between seventy to eighty. And if their passing is immaculate, then it's ninety plus. Yeah, exactly. Like well, you know, they're just going. Sometimes I feel like they're just going off off the top of their head. And um, and just trying to create a bit of controversy. Yeah, I reckon it's it's 
free publicity to them at the end and of the day. And hopefully this, when um, the Ultimate Team for this FIFA comes out, hopefully there's no Team of the Week cards, special cards for everything, you know, uh, sp- you know, Team of the Day. Now you're you getting know? ahead of yourself here. This is EA. <laughs> EA is a money... Please, it's, EA. It's got nothing to do I'll with... I'll buy whatever you want. It's just please don't do that. to do with FIFA. This is all EA. We, we will s- all pay. Just, just, <laughs> just don't do that. And that's, that's another point. I mean, look... A player that you think is supposed to be, I don't know, a 90 pace is given a 78 pace. And then when the team of the month or whatever comes out, they're given that 90 pace that they deserve. So it's, I, I guess it gives them a little bit of leeway to play around with their team of the, whatever, the FIFA Ultimate Team player. But it wrecks the game. Yeah. 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 Not, not disagreeing with you at all. It, it, because I'll use Van Dyke as an example. Now he has what seventy seven pace for the guy that was tracked as the high, as the fastest sprinter in the Champions League last year. But even I didn't know he was that fast. I, I thought you, I, was, I was surprised that you told me that. No, he ran. I think off the top of my head was thirty five point something kilometers wow. an hour. That's a massive chase for for a football player to do that. Is is immense, especially a man of his size. A man of his size, especially that, and you were giving him what seventy seven pace. Now, I understand what you said regarding leeway, which is, okay, when his team of the week comes out, because Van Dyke will make team of the week at reckon at one stage unless he gets injured, yeah. okay? But is it necessary to have all that? You got Halloween cards, then you got this card, then you got Christmas card, then what is a Valentine's Day card? And every card, like it, it's bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvah card, Eid card, whatever you want to call it. Like it's it's wrecking the game, like. It's it's coming to the point where FIFA is a pay-to-win game. If you're not putting money into this game, you're just based on really, really bad luck. Yeah. And like I said, FIFA, I'm willing to pay. Just don't EA. do that. Uh, EA, I'm sorry. I'm willing to pay whatever you want me to pay, but just don't put every special card out there. Look, it's you buy the packs, okay, and we've seen it with massive players, okay? We've seen Tex, the greatest, I reckon, top two. Top two best FIFA players on the planet, okay? He's finished number one in division rivals. He's finished number one in his foot teams. And even when he opens packs, he's getting nothing. So we can clearly see it's not a... This is, it, it's not a... If you perform good, you're getting good packs. It's it's clear you're putting more money into me, you're more chances of winning, pretty much. Oh, and it's it's just a massive gamble. You can just tell you can you can understand why countries like Belgium have banned it and other countries want to join. I mean, when the when the team of the year came out last year, I put so much money into it. I didn't get one team of the year card. And then I was watching and I was watching videos of these guys like Opening up trading packs and pulling out team of the year players, like I was putting in a lot of money. That's why I'm very happy that when I got my division rivals packs, I packed um, team of the year uh, Varan. So I'm 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 gonna just not listen to you right now, and I'm happy with that. So, (laughs) but look, I, I agree. Look, I think the big problem starts to become is okay. These team of the years do come out, okay, which is fair enough. I reckon that's a fair enough category to have team of the year, team of the season or even best Premier League 11. I can understand those ones. The problem that you have is as soon as Team of the Year comes out, you're bringing out another event and these Team of the Year players are suddenly struggling against these cards. Mm. Now, these Team of the Years aren't – they're not slow cards. We're looking at 96 and above, 97 rated and above, and you've got players that are 91 – 90 catching up and passing these players or beating these players very easily is is that the player ratings or is that the the mechanics of the game now having it's the effect? mechanics of the game i mean like 
I find sometimes I'm 3 0 in front against a guy who can't even put two passes together. He takes a shot from halfway, and I'm not even joking. Like, just outside the circle of halfway, and he scores. My keeper just doesn't move. Look, um, I know a lot of players have come out and said, oh, scripting doesn't exist. It exists. It exists big it time. Exists. It exists bad. There was, um, I came across, I think it was a patent for EA, which clearly showed what would happen if you're too far ahead. Now, it doesn't work well for their money program, if we want to call it, that someone that's pumping, say, $1,000 a week into the game is getting hammered 4 nil because the other player's better. Yeah. It, it won't work because why? It's going to cost them into their bank account at the end of the day. Now, I also did come across a tweet from one of the pro players that played in, um, I can't remember what tournament it was, but he ended up writing on his Twitter stating to anyone that was following that was in the FIFA, stating that, I wish you were playing... The, the FIFA version that we were playing because it's a completely different version. Wait, is this another conspiracy theory? It's not a conspiracy theory. No, that one's facts. I'm going to take my tinfoil hat off on that one. If you can genuinely think yeah. about it, imagine a player like Tex and you got, um, oh, I f- keep forgetting the Saudi's name, um, them two versing each other. Tex is up 4-0 and then suddenly none of his passes start to work. Or you'd rather be a pro player and hope for a 90-minute goal and hope for the best. Mm. So I think it's... Um, Domestosari or something like that which is a Saudi player but look it's it's clearly fixed yeah I agree with you like I, I when I'm playing I've had about 50,000 shots and like 20,000 of them on target this guy takes one shot on goal and he goes in one time this is what made me really get upset about FIFA 19 was I was dominating the entire game and then the guy the, my opponent that I was versing takes a shot Hits the goalpost, hits the hits my goalkeeper at the back of the head, and then it goes in. I lose one nil. I lose one nil like that. Yeah, it's look, our, it's happened to all of us, man. <laughs> it's, I'm not gonna even <laughs> lie. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like how 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 does that even happen? To be honest, yeah, it it's just the game mechanics, like we said. Because I look, I would rather lose, knowing that okay, this player is genuinely better than me. Yeah. That's it. I cop it, move on. But not when I'm up three nil, and then suddenly I've got. Players that can't run. It looks like they're running in mud. I've got a keeper that can't even figure out where the ball's coming from. I've got a defense that just decides to become attackers all of a sudden. It it, it, it just doesn't work like that. Like There's no point playing a game and putting so much time into it when you know the mechanics is just going to screw you around. Yeah, Fats, just coming back to the player rating. So um, from what I understand of it, certain stats is what changes the overall rating of a player. So do you think that FIFA needs to then... Upgrade the way that they they change their overalls of, of their players. Look, they're just basing it on how they perform in real life. Okay, whether whether me, for example, would have a grudge say against Messi and downgrade him one. It it, it it's possible. Like you look at Ronaldo's listing; he's marked as ninety three. Okay, now. Do we take into now? This is where I put my tinfoil hat on. <laughs> is do I take into the fact that his rating was affected because now they can't use Juventus's name? Mm-hmm. Okay, they they can't use a proper photo of Cristiano Ronaldo. In my opinion, he's, he's become Fat Ronaldo. <laughs> he's become he's turning into R nine slowly. Reference to last week. <laughs> now look, I'll I'll will talk about his stats just in general. Now we're talking about Ronaldo. Okay, we can see in real life he doesn't have his pace. Okay, he's still very, very fast compared to some of the players, but he is still, he's, he's not a 90 pace player. Mm. But 
what I would heavily disagree with with, the, with their ratings is, yeah, he might not be fast, but I still think his, 70, physical. his 78 physical is horrendous. Even in real life, that's well, not that. Yeah. You're talking about the strongest guy in the air, can leap, you know, almost the highest probably in, you know, in, in, in any league. 78 is atrocious. And that's, and that's what I mean because this is when what I was saying to you about my tinfoil hat. You raise that 78 to say 85, 86. Does that he's put 94, him at, 95. That, that's right. Does that put him to 94? Yeah. And then now he's on level with Messi. Mm-hmm. So, look, there was no doubt that Messi and Ronaldo were going to be number one and two. Okay. Whether that order suits Ronaldo fans, whether that order brings out the Messi fans out. In due time, it, to, to be honest, I reckon within two weeks of that game coming out, it probably will not matter because there'll be informed cards, there'll be team of the weeks, one to watch cards, and they'll trump these cards to begin with. Yeah. Now we had Neymar as, as as third. Now, if we look at him, we're saying that Neymar is ninety one pace compared to Ronaldo ninety pace. Yeah. Now Neymar is a bullet, mm-hmm. like with with or without the ball. So some of the ratings don't make sense to me. It really doesn't. Um, I wouldn't put Testegen as a ninety keeper for Barcelona. I think that's just more to build competition for the La Liga. So you. You know, you hope to get Oblak, but you end up with Testegen. Mm-hmm. So they got to balance it out a bit. De Bruyne's there. We've discussed with him the two Belgian maestros, Hazard and De Bruyne. Um, the top 10's there. What player sticks out for you, Big? Uh, look, I can't go past that 90 rated Van Dyke for my defense. I chased him all last FIFA 19. I wasn't able to get him, unfortunately. Um, Van Dyke is a significant upgrade, though, from last last FIFA Am I wrong? He, he's, yeah. he is an upgrade because I think he was 88 last one. Yeah. Um, going up to Champions League winner, UEFA Player of the Year. Uh, I reckon if you even gave him 91, people will still be happy. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there was a post on one of the pages I follow on Instagram, and I think I had Van Dyke as a 92 rated, actually. Yeah. I think um, FIFA or EA, whoever's in charge of this, has to relax on Oblak being up there as well, to be honest. Um I, I seriously don't think he's 91. I think he's an 89 overall goalkeeper. Oh, look, to be honest, if I had to say if he, who's the best keeper in the La Liga, I would put Oblak. Easy. Because yeah. who are you going to have? I don't know. Just not him. No, it would have to be him because Testegen is not up there. You would Courtois is definitely not up there. And then the rest of the league, if you had maybe... I'd pick Testegen over Oblak. Nah. No chance. Considered four. Nah. <laughs> Nah. Don't agree with that one. Oh, look, at the end of the day, to be honest, I'm, with the way the packs go for me in FIFA, I'll take any one of them, to be honest, at the moment. So, But, look, the ratings, I reckon, are pointless. That's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah. When, when the team of the year comes out in a few months, these are all going to be pointless. So are you going to save your packs then, Fats, for team of the year? No, that's, what, six months from now, three months <laughs> from now, no chance. Nah. Oh, look... We all, everyone always says, I'll save my packs, I'll save my packs. EA geniuses, as far as we say, they're dumbasses. They're geniuses with their marketing. They know what packs to bring out and go, people are going to get this. Okay, they're going to go, okay, for the next week, you got another one to watch Hazard, that's 94 rated. You think people are going to hold their packs? Yeah. No, because they've got to be winning the yeah. games for the next this three months. It's going to be shut up and take my money. Pretty, pretty much. And those packs, 
people fly from. Like I've seen video after video after yeah. video on well, YouTube. It's like an addiction. It's like a form of gambling, those opening up those packs. I know I had a bit of an addiction as well. I remember I used to call uh, Amir to my house. Shout out to Amir. Um, I used to call him to my house and be like, hey, bro, I've got like 500 bucks in my account. Come over, let's open up some FIFA packs. And bang, we'd just be getting FIFA points. And all we're doing is smashing up those FIFA cards. Until we get team of the week cards or team of the month cards, and well, um, oh, sorry, play of the week cards, play of the month cards, and and just keep and just spent spent five hundred bucks in that one night. Yeah, that's it, it. Would also connect with my Belgian banda. It's it's literally that reason. Yeah, it's because it's. It, I can understand, you know, you're eighteen and over. You're you're allowed to make the decision, but how easy is it for a thirteen, fourteen year old to just use the card that's on the account and smash out how many points? I agree, and, and you know. This is how enjoyable it is. I watch pros for hours opening packs. I enjoy watching other people open it, and I almost become excited for him to see him get cars that I'll never dream of getting. It's it, to be honest. What does it sound like? It sounds like what standing behind someone at the it's pokies. Like, it's like getting a feature at the pokies. That's right, and someone just sitting there and going, "Oh well, look what he got." Paul is made yeah, over. I remember I got like a. I think it was. I think I got Hazard, and it wasn't even a team of the week. It was just this net and the gold, um, the gold rare gold ones. And uh, me and I were high-fiving for days. And it yeah. took me at least probably $350 at the time to finally get an Eden Hazard. Man, when I got that Team of the Year Varan, I, I didn't want to turn my PlayStation off. Like, <laughs> you know when the um, the player comes out and you got yeah. the celebration and all that? I, I got so sad when it disappeared by because I left it on the screen for that long. Yeah, and how? let's go on the other side of that feeling now. How bad is it when you've opened up like a, I don't know, a 50K pack, a 100K pack, and you, you don't even get banners? You, you you get like a 78 rated player. It happens, man. EA knows how to joke you. And we're going to go back to the to making it feel like it's like another form of gambling where when, you don't, when you've spent all that money, you don't get a feature. You go home upset. You go home angry and you get a bit depressed at the same time as well. But the next day I'll go back and do it again. Yeah, and, and they balance them perfectly because, yeah, with their ultimate team. Because I'll be like, you know what? Probably tomorrow might change my luck. Might finally get a better, um, better card. Yeah, and like a, like I was saying with the ultimate team, it, it, it connects perfectly with that. You go, okay, I'm three down. I'll play a bit later. You get the shits. Nothing's going your way. But you log on, you know, an hour or two hours, three hours later, and everything suddenly works for you. And I think that's more of a. Is it like it's like a fishing technique? They they just hook you in. I, I'm glad you came to that because it's sort of a segue to what I was going to say. The packs that they give you. Every single week for, I don't know, division rivals or whatever it is. It's, it gets you addicted to opening more packs. When I get my two packs at the, end of, at the end of the week or the start of the week, however you look at it, it's never enough getting those three packs. I want to buy more. See, I, look, I've been thankful not to buy anything. I think my pack chances Good. have just been a bit, a bit lucky. I've just balanced. To be honest, when I first started playing Ultimate Team, and I, I managed to just get a few players that just worked for me. I mean, I, I believe a lot of the players used Rodrigo from Valencia as a striker if they were making a La Liga team. Absolute major t- player, and he was cheap. Now, finding those cheap players, I think, ended up with me getting a lot more packs, but. As soon as the game just started to the, like the the themed pack started to come out, it, yeah, it, it was just getting just, ridiculous. It, it, it was getting out of hand. It was getting badly out of hand. I can understand if they do it towards the end of the game. You know, FIFA twenty one coming out. Okay, and they start to go. Okay, you know what? Let's make let's make more packs out so it, get, it makes the game more interesting and more ridiculous because people are starting to transition out of it. 
And to be honest, that's when I got my best packs fats. So towards the last couple of months of FIFA 19, I started to get those team of the years and team of the seasons. And to be honest, I got more cards in the last few weeks than I have in the whole year that I played Ultimate Team. I reckon you close, sorry, you start FIFA 20 on your PlayStation or Xbox, whatever console you prefer. The moment you start to do that, okay, go back into your FIFA 19, I reckon you'll get an icon. Mm. You heard it here first, guys. Um, we ready to close up the conversation, the rant about FIFA? I'll ask you one last question about it, FIFA. Okay, we. Will, I'm guessing, actually, I know that all three of us are going to get this game regardless of what we just said. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go, EA. Now, let's take out the fact that Messi and Ronaldo are there. What league are you aiming to build your team upon? Uh, look... I always try and start with EPL, but at the end of the day, I sort of swerve to whatever cards I'm getting. So last year I started with an EPL team um, and veered off into a Serie A team. Um, and then I went completely um, to the Spanish league. So La Liga at the end, um, but I'll be looking to build an e- EPL team. Yeah, I choose EPL, EPL clubs, EPL teams, only because we watch it week in, week out. Um, it's more regularly, you know, put, uh, uh, viewed on TV at my house. That's for sure. So I know the players. I know where the where they play, the positions, who's good, who's not. So yeah, I always stick with EPL clubs. Yeah, until they bring out like a left back, Mohamed Salah, and then you're like, what, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Look, for me, it was La Liga last year. I think just the, the just the players that were there were, were you could just build an immense team. But with like, I'm gonna agree if you do. Jay on this one with their talent in the Premier League with the amount of speed now you've got physicality and defence and all that's covered and the amount of defenders that we can actually buy and attacking even you can use Vardy to begin your ultimate team off he's going to be a flyer at the beginning of the game so I'm going to maybe try to aim for a Premier League team here yeah, I guarantee you could even probably use either um, uh, what are those uh, strikers from Bournemouth one of those uh, Wilson. Wilson and King. Yeah. Yeah, you can even use them at the start of your um, your ultimate team as well. They're pretty good. They're highly rated. They're about 82 to 84 overall from FIFA 19, if I remember last time. And yeah, and their, their speed, their pace is good. Their shooting is good. So yeah, use them early. Done. You heard it here. All right, let's head into our last segment now. Now, we're in what, round five of the EPL that's coming up this weekend? Yep. We thought we'd um, have a go at... Uh, the best 11 that we can put together after four rounds in the EPL. Now, we'll start off with our guest, Jay. Yep. So, go for, um, go for went, your 11. I went with a 4-3-3 formation. Uh, my goalkeeper is uh, Adrian. I picked Adrian because um, only because Allison was injured. Um, picking Edison would have been an easy choice, but I picked Adrian because he... You know, just out of nowhere, just came and did his job. He's doing his job still for Liverpool. Did his job um, during the UEFA Super Cup. So, yeah, I'm very impressed by his performance at the moment. And on the right is uh, Alexander Arnold. Um, I picked him because he's young. He's he's killing it. I think he's doing a great job, despite what Ohm says. <laughs> Ohm's trying to sell him, man. Ohm's, Ohm's really wants to sell him. But you know what, Ohm's, he's staying, man. He's staying for good. <laughs> Just letting you know, and he's a scouser himself, so hey, he's gonna stay there. That's his position. Then at this, in the um, there's two centre back positions. There's Van Dyke and um, and Charles Soinju. Soinju has impressed everyone ever since um, 
uh, Leicester pretty much let, um, got rid of every single one of their centre backs, <laughs> and he was the last option. But you know what? He's performed. He's filled Harry Maguire's shoes. Exactly. And Van Dyke is just Van Dyke, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest player on earth at the moment, in my opinion. Their one Bissaka has impressed me in, um, in a very unimpressive Manchester United squad, and um, he's doing a great job on the on the left over there. Then the midfield is uh, Fabinho, uh, De Bruyne, and Eriksen. The thing about Eriksen I like is um, he comes, he started off on the bench a couple of times, and then as soon as he came on, that's it, bang. As we talked about in the last podcast. Uh, he he just came on and pretty much became the leader on the field, started directing traffic and you know was doing very good. Uh, did a good job for um, Tottenham, and then then you got De Bruyne. De Bruyne is obviously the maestro in the middle, the the guy that pretty much controls Manchester City, the the leader, the the um, the next in the throne from David Silva. Yeah, pretty much. And um, yeah, so he's doing a good job. Then Fabinho. For the thing about Fabinho, what I like is those last last ditch um, um, uh, defensive att- um, defensive um, attempts that he does. Like for example, he loses the ball, then he goes and gets it back. He's he's got those long legs, those long limbs, and he just gets the ball back, passes it, does, and does those miraculous passes where you don't know if it's gonna. It's like a low percentage pass, but he makes it work. Yeah, and yeah. to be honest, he puts that. Puts that pressure on the attacker where it's like before you versus the big boss Van Dyke, yeah. you're gonna have to go through me. Exactly, yeah. He's like the wall behind the wall. <laughs> 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 then um, I got Rick Carlson on the the right, and um, the the reason why I chose him as well is that he's actually doing a pretty good job for Everton. I believe he's doing a good job for Everton. He did a good job for Brazil, won the Copa America with Brazil as well. So yeah, that's why I picked him. I know you've got another opinion on it, but... I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you to <laughs> no, start. I'm waiting for the 11 years, and then I'll start giving my views on this. <laughs> and then Puki, I've never heard of Puki until this season, and he's just amazed me. So that's why he's in my starting 11 at the moment. And then obviously Sadio Mane, which is, the, you know, pretty much he's always in form. He'll never lay you down. And pretty much... Um, I don't think he even had a rest from last season. Played all of last season. Then he went to African Cup of Nations, took a week break, Played in the uh, UEFA Super Cup. Now he's playing in the Premier League and still killing it. Oh, Mane's, Mane's been on fire. Yeah, he's Especially such a workhorse, man. Oh, look, I would agree with the majority of your first 11. I wouldn't um, disagree with with more of a defensive line. The only thing I would say is one, Basaka plays on the right. My bad. And he put him as the left. So I think I he might struggle a bit <laughs> out of formation there. Adrian, look, he's done well to step into um, Allison's shoes. Yeah. Um, I know you said it's easy to pick Edison, but... Look, at the end of the day, Adrian isn't he's not Alice uh not yeah, he's not Allison. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And I don't think anyone expected him to become Allison. Mm-hmm. But for the effort that he's doing and yeah, slowly no, yeah. find that um connection with Van Dyke and the other defenders yeah. as well. So I and think it would be hard well. for a player like him to go into a big club like that and perform. You know, he's obviously done some mistakes. You know, who who hasn't done any mistakes? Of you know? course, it, Look it at happens. Allison's done plenty of mistakes as well, and he's the you know probably the best goalkeeper in the world, arguably at the moment. Yeah, I would I would I would definitely put him in my top three hundred percent. So yeah, um, Rickarlison, that's interesting. I like him, man. As a I'm... Liverpool fan, you've selected an Everton player, <laughs> yeah, which is surprising, and and I picked a Manchester United player too, and a United player. <laughs> um, I tried to go as unbiased as possible. So you reckon Mohamed Salah shouldn't be there? It would have been an easy choice to pick him there. But do you think Mohamed Salah is the better player? Yes. 
<laughs> and that's my biased opinion. Look, Carlson has played. He's, he's done his job for Everton. I would have to that's say right. that. So being in a squad like Everton and scoring goals is a, is a good achievement in my eyes. Yeah, it's, it's a very good achievement. Um, Pookie, I would have to agree if you look. Um, he, I, I didn't hear about him until this season yeah, either. Came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. Scored a hat trick against Newcastle. Yeah. You Put- know, you know who told me about him? Um, Joey. Shout out to Joey. <laughs> <laughs> he told me about him. He goes, bro, watch out for this guy from Norwich. His name? Finland. No, no Norwich as in the, 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 the team. Oh, the Norwich. I'm going Norwich. Is Norwich going Norwich? I'm going, Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going what? Yeah, I, know he's from Finland. On I know he's from Finland, man. <laughs> yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, and he goes, look out for him. Trust me, he's going to be good. And I used to be like, this guy's talking shit. And then, yeah. What is it? He's a dragon supporter. <laughs> this damn dragon supporter was telling the truth. <laughs> nah, but I would have to agree. Pookie in that number nine position. I, and even he scored for Finland just in the Euro qualifiers as well. So um, putting him in the number nine position is good. But the only question I would ask is, why not Aguero? Top what? goal scorer of the English Premier League at the moment. Once again, it would have been an easy choice easy to pick choice. him. But, I do, but I'm more impressed with Pookie than I am uh, with Aguero. Because I know Aguero would go week in, week out. Oh, doing it's the what expectation he does. for him. But for me to see Pookie do what he does, hmm. it's, it's special. No, I totally agree. And um, if I can add to that, I've put Pookie as well. Because... When you've got a player like De Bruyne on your team, I think it's it makes it a little bit easier to score. So Aguero, look, not taking anything away from him, it just makes it a little less impressive. When you've got Puki who doesn't have a De Bruyne on his team, scoring, you know, one less than Aguero has, it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course it's impressive, especially in um, one of the toughest leagues in the world. So, no, I'm... Besides what I've said, no, I reckon that's a solid first 11. Thank you. Ah, <laughs> uh, Nims, let's go with you. Yeah, uh, I've got some similarities with Jay, actually, um, except I've got Edison in goals to start with. Uh, Adrian's been fantastic for Liverpool, and this is where I was trying to be a little bit unbiased as well, uh, maybe being unfair to Adrian. When I originally made my first 11, there were too many Liverpool and Man City players. So Adrian's made some mistakes, and yeah, he's done fantastic job, but I've put Edison there only because he's he's performed really great. Uh, right back, I've got uh, Alexander Arnold. Uh, it was pretty obvious choice. I mean, which right back has created more chances than Alexander Arnold? Young guy, Ohms doesn't like him, and I, I did tell you a couple of weeks ago, Fats, that I've become an Alexander Arnold fan. So um, I've got him on my right back. I've got Van Dyke, obvious selection for my centre back, um, and I did go with Soyuncu as my centre back as well. Um, on the left back, I've got Dine. Dine from Everton. He's got two assists, um, so I couldn't go past Dine in the in the left back position. Um, in my, sorry, I should have mentioned I've I've gone with a four three three formation. So my three in the middle, I've got De Bruyne in the middle. I've got David Silva um, beside him, and a surprise choice, Mount from Chelsea. Um, De Bruyne, I don't think he needs an explanation of why he's there. I mean, he's got five assists, one goal in what four games so his statistics speak for themselves um david silva he's got four assists as well but um mounts playing in a team that you know i asked you at the start of the season fats if they would struggle we've definitely seen signs of early struggle um early in this season but for a young player he stepped up and um him and abraham have become awesome yeah they're slowly starting to gel up they're starting to gel up so i thought mount you know he's done what was more than what was expected of him. So I've got him in the in the midfield there. Um, 
I chose Pookie as my striker, as I stated when JJ was speaking. To not have De Bruyne on your team and to score that many goals, he's got five goals, pretty impressive. Beside him on the left wing, I've got Sterling, five goals for him. I mean, it could have been Mane or Sterling. Both of them have played fantastic, but Sterling had the better stats on in terms of how many goals he scored, so I went with Sterling. And on the right wing, bit of a surprise, Daniel James. Um, he subbed on three times and scored all three times. So someone who's as young as him performing that good. I mean, as Jay said, Mohamed Salah would be an obvious choice, but Daniel James has impressed me this season. Liverpool fans selecting Everton and United again. And only having two Liverpool players in your squad. Two Liverpool players. Talk about unbiased. I mean. Yeah, I was trying to be unbiased. Like I said, I've probably done, you know, I haven't done Liverpool justice with how well they've played, but um, you could you could put Wijnaldum in that centre midfield. You could put anyone in the Liverpool team or anyone in the Man City team, to be honest, and they would fit right into that first 11. Look, to be honest, um, if we if we really had to pick for our hearts, I'll just put 1-11 to 11 Liverpool squad. And I think you would too. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I tried to switch it up. Um, I mean, personally, I think you can't have a team without De Bruyne. Uh, like in your eleven, he, he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I tried to make it fair. So even as a Chelsea supporter, I wouldn't have Mount. Only because Mount for me would be more towards the right wing sort of attacking mid sort of player. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there's... You hit the nail on the head with he stood out in a in a team that's transitioning, a team that's got a transfer ban. But with the calibre in the Premier League, see, I wouldn't have went for him and I'm and I'm saying that as a Chelsea fan. The only thing <laughs> I'm shocked with is is James. Now he has scored. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick here. He <laughs> he plays more left wing. Um well when I looked up his stats, it said that he could play left or right. But that th- that's where it became a little bit difficult. I've never done this before, I'll be straight up honest. But when you fit plays in certain positions you realize that it doesn't work with your formation um you start to get forced and i tried to be a little bit open-minded with positions i mean i know mount does play more of a wing position but i pushed him back a little bit um james does play on the left but he can also play on the right so um instead of salah who would have been a very 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 obvious choice i decided to go with someone who was young so you're saying that we should not start our own fantasy league here uh yeah, maybe not. <laughs> now, nah, look, we have we've actually had a few requests for a fantasy league, which um, hopefully in the future we can work on something, or maybe even just a tipping comp, maybe starting next year. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll try to keep you in mind for that fantasy league and see how you work out in that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I'm gonna facts. go with my one now. Now everyone's talking about generic picks, and I think I'm the most generic as is gonna come right at the moment. Now. Go on. I've got Edison in goals. It's as simple as this. The, I reckon for me, the keeper at the moment in the Premier League, Adrian has stood out massively for Allison, absolutely massively. But I, I, I just can't go with Edison there, not being there, I should say. Now, the reason why he also stands out for me is the defensive problems that Man City have at the moment. He stepped up. Now, they have three defenders out. No, John Stones, Laporte's out. And it seems like the defensive measures are still coming up, but Edison still keeps them out. So I've got him as keeper. Um, I'll go through the front, uh, sorry, the back four quickly for me. For, uh, by the way, mine's four two three one. Um, I got Wan Bissaka as my right back. He has stood out, like Jay said, in a very 
in my opinion, a poor defensive very team. Very disappointing team. Very disappointing, especially with a high caliber like Harry Maguire now coming into the team. You expected him to maybe take the trade, but it looks like Juan Basaka stood up. Don't get me started on Harry Maguire. <laughs> he hasn't clearly made any of our teams. I remember we said it's it's too early for him. It's too it early. It is too early. I'm we'll, going to give we'll him. We'll bag him out a bit later in the episodes. That is the Liverpool fans for you. Um, <laughs> I've gone with the two centre backs that I think we all did, um, Van Dijk and Soinger. Van Dijk being Van Dyke and Soin just sticking out massively at the moment. Now he filled in Harry Maguire's shoes very well. I think Leicester City did very well with choosing him and sticking with him in that position. Um, there's a reason why Leicester is in the top four, and I think he's one of the big reasons why. Yeah, I agree with you on that one, Fats. Um, Robertson. Now I've had a bit of a disagreements with a few Liverpool <laughs> players saying that he shouldn't be there, but look, who said that? Uh, I've got to give a shout out to Ali actually. Hey. See, Arnie, what are you doing? He's, um, he's, he, he, look, he hasn't, he has performed for me. I don't think he's at his 100% yet, but for me, he's doing the job. He's doing the job as a left back. I, I, maybe there is maybe one or two, but for me, just the way I reckon Robertson should stick to my left back here. Yeah. Um, now I've gone with two CDMs here. Now Kante and Fabinho. Kante, who has been injured. He has been injured and he has only started, I think, two two games and maybe subbed on for one. But every time he's come on, he's dominated that midfield. Whether it be against being 3-0 down against Manchester United, okay, he controlled that game. Even in the Super Cup, he controlled it. Um, but with his injury, I know there are better players out there, but I've got to stick to my Chelsea, Chelsea guns here. Fabinho... You covered it well. Uh-huh. He's doing his his duty as yep. a CDM. And you having Kante and Fabinho there, <laughs> good luck anyone trying to get past them. Yeah. Let alone your, your back four. Especially a fit Kante and, a, and the way just Fabinho is just playing at the moment, that, that, that two CDM is, is probably one of the best you can probably put together. Mm-hmm. Now, we've all picked De Bruyne, I, I, and I think his Euro performance is – sorry, his qualifying performance is just to stick out again. Um, I can't not have him there. Especially in that cam roll, is just it's just perfect. He's absolutely killing it at the moment with his passing, his his sight of what the attackers are going to do. De Bruyne for me, I don't think anyone else can fit into that position. Now, Salah and Mane for me, I've gone with the two left right um, left wings and right wings here for the Liverpool. They've just been working. I know they've had a bit of a a lovers tiff, <laughs> but it's good. It's healthy. But yeah, but it's healthy. That's look. At the end of the day, if, if a player is showing his frustration that on the field and they're putting it together, they're going to come back out and they'll be normal it again. It shows passion. It, it, shows, it, sh- it shows passion. enough to get angry on the on the field. Yeah, look, look it, it isn't the first time that it's happened, but at the end of the day, they, they're they still working with each other. They're going to put the ball in the net. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Salah, if you're listening, just fucking pass the ball, man. Stop making people angry. <laughs> and control the ball properly. Yeah, control the ball and pass it, baby. Um, and I've gone with the generic striker for me, um, Aguero. Now, top scorer in the EPL. He's, I know Pookie, I, I, to be honest, I struggled. I struggled when I was writing that to go Aguero because I was leaning to Pookie. I just went with Aguero because I, I just... He's just doing his job. You can't argue with it. Like yeah. you, we can't, we can't say why did you choose him. I mean, they're both fantastic for two two different reasons. You can't take it away from either of them. Yeah, like for exa- like you know, Aguero is a definite, the, the obvious choice for this. Hundred um, percent. But putting Puki out there also gets to gets our listeners to realize who the hell Puki is and gets to watch them and see how good he is as well. Hundred percent. If I if I made the if I had to make a, a change in this, it would definitely be Puki to put in there. Um, 
But that's my 11 for you guys. Very good. Um, the only thing is, you've already touched up on, I wouldn't have had Kante there, only because he hasn't played enough yep. games, in no, my opinion. But in saying that, I can't take anything away from him either. We saw him in the European Super Cup. We've seen him in the games that he's played in the EPL. He's fantastic. But for me, um, I personally chose players who, who tried to get the most games in. Um, and just coming back on Daniel James, I know some people might be critical of my choice, especially being a Liverpool supporter, but... He scored three goals, and Martial, who started, I think, every game is only on two. So it's quite impressive coming on from the bench and scoring three goals. Every game he's come on, he's scored. So, yeah. I reckon he's a big future for Manchester United. Um, I, I, when I was watching the Southampton game, I was just like, as soon just before he just before he was bringing the ball to his right foot, I knew that ball was going in. Yeah. He's just been doing that consecutively now, and and it's been chosen the the game the, the goal of the month. I think it has. To be honest, I can't quote you can't quote me on that one. Yeah, but look, definitely don't quote me either, but I think up it's there. up there in the goal of the month. It so, would definitely be up um, there. In that in that top right corner it was just a beautiful shot. And just talking about the EPL fats has got me excited. I can't wait for it to be back on this weekend. Oh, hundred percent, and um. Get, getting straight back into it, it's going to be massive considering we have the Premier League this weekend and a couple of days later, we've got the big ones coming back, the Champions League. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so. um, just while we're on the topic, we'll have a special episode that week um, about the Champions League, won't we, Fats? Yes, we will, 100%. We're going to be covering all of the Champions League action and the Premier League action and everything besides La Ligue 1. <laughs> I'm uh, Woo! Um, is, is is that a wrap for us, Nims? I think it is. We've just um, come to the end of episode eight, Fats. Eight? I think it's eight. It's we, eight. You know, seven eight. was that scary one that we had to get past. Um, a massive thank you to Jay. He's um, really added some color into the last two episodes. Um, as we uh, stated last week, uh, follow uh, Jay on Instagram because they're coming up with a podcast very, very soon. Um, it's, a, it's a comedy podcast, so if you want laughs after such a serious talk with us um head over to his his instagram is just a reminder for you guys it's jayhun c-e-y-h-u-n underscore doru d-o-g-r-u just follow his space for announcements on the podcast we'll that's put a link up. in our description and on the post to make it easier for the listeners as well uh yeah and hope you've had some fun out here jay thanks guys i appreciate the plug and yeah i did have a lot of fun and um hope to be back Hopefully, man. It's always good to have an inside um, opinion sometimes with disagreements. It's always fun putting our tinfoil hats on like you always say. Oh, yeah. I love being a conspiracy theorist. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we'll just keep you on um, standby until we find someone more famous. So. <laughs> <laughs> good luck finding that one. Mark Bosnich, where you at? <laughs> find me, Bosnich. Um, and a huge shout out to everyone who's been listening to us. This week we've had our record ever um, views and listenings to our podcast. So thank you very much, guys the support means a lot um share us um on whatever platform you are let your friends um be aware a massive shout out to lawrence ola who's been doing a whole heap of shout outs for us thank you very much lawrence we really appreciate it and stay off my tv because you're in too many ads yeah um lawrence is just on every single ad at the moment just at the top of my head i can think of two or three one of them is step one underwear of course was he, was he on kfc oh actually i'm not too oh, sure that <laughs> oh, another shout out for our advertising <laughs> friends uh, until next week uh, until Friday sorry guys we are out remember to stay offside and we'll catch you guys on Friday yep. thank you very much for listening